Did you know that we're exposed to thousands of commercial messages every day? And are you aware that consumers tend to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves? When brands need to cut through the noise and reach consumers, influencer channels offer an unrivaled space to create genuine, meaningful dialogue and connect directly with consumers on their terms. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, a leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to understand more about influencer marketing and why it's such a powerful channel when it comes to building trust in your target group. Every Wednesday, we'll cover topics such as how to build a successful influencer marketing strategy, how to measure the effects, the role of influencer marketing in the overall media mix, and of course, the latest trends and insights on what's up in the influencer marketing and social media sphere. And we know you're busy, so every episode is right around 15 minutes. Perfect to tune into on your morning walk, during your morning routine, or on your way to and from work. Join us and our expert guests to stay up to date and take your marketing strategy to the next level with influencer marketing. The world's fastest growing marketing method. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Frida Ekholm. And this is Influencer Marketing Talks. Hi and welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer marketing in the digital age and all things influencer marketing in right around 15 minutes. I'm Frida Ekholm. And I'm Sana Oudmark. And today's episode is something out of the ordinary. With 2022 just around the corner, we decided to check the temperature on some really hot brands in the fashion, lifestyle and beauty industry to hear their thoughts on what's been going on in 2021 and what they believe will be big in 2022. It's a perfect episode to tune into on a calm Christmas morning or a New Year's walk. Definitely. Just lit up the fireplace and have a cozy time. Yeah. With us in the studio today, we are proud to present Liko, Simply B, Baby Bjorn, and Cess Normal. So, we have talked to experts at these prominent brands, which we will share with you now in these short micro interviews. Frida, shall we present the guests? Yes. Ronja Settequist, influencer team manager at Liko the leading Scandinavian beauty brand that has shown a massive growth on the consumer scene over the past couple of years. We have Warner Nickerson, COO at Cest Normal, the digital native influencer-born fashion brand that really knows how to stand out from the crowd on the crowded social media scene. We have Petra Steneker, global marketing director at Baby Bjorn, one of the world's biggest baby product brands with presence in 50 countries throughout the world. And finally, we're proud to present Chloe Gibbons, influencer marketing lead at Simply Be, 
who are leading the way in plus size fashion and part of the N Brown group. Awesome. And the questions that our guests are going to answer and discuss in today's episode are about their biggest learning from this year, from 2021. A key trend in the marketing landscape they think we will see more of in 2022. And finally, of course, since it's a New Year's edition, we will hear their New Year's resolution, both on a professional and a personal level. That sounds amazing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're ready for our first guest. Hi and welcome Ronja Settekvist from Lyko. It's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Can you tell uh, the listeners uh, a bit more about yourself and Lyko? Yes, Lyko is a beauty brand and we got over 55,000 products and over 1,000 different brands on our website. We also have some retail stores, but are mainly online. And I'm the influencer team manager at Lyko. That sounds like an amazing role. It is. <laughs> So brands are facing an extreme challenge as the online arena has become more crowded than ever before. And consumers as well have raised their standards on what marketing message that they respond to and interact with. So with this in mind, uh, Ronja, as a marketer, what lessons learned from the past year would you say are the most important? What I realized this year is that you should always have the courage and to try new things and never let fear to hold you back. And that often comes with some risks, of course, but it's the only way you can get better and progress. It's learning by doing. And recently we set up a really cool collaboration with an influencer in Norway on a new trending platform called Twitch. And we have never tried a collaboration on that platform. And if I should be honest, I was not so aware about it. And Twitch is a live streaming portal, which is mostly used for gaming and gamers. So our influencer, she went live for about three hours. And during that time, she promoted Lego several times. And she did a really amazing job to promoting us. And this is not the typical influencers that we are working with. And the collaboration was a huge success. And our goal at Lyko is to welcome everyone with open arms. And we don't want to exclude anyone. And this is one of my biggest learning. You should never be afraid or feel fear when you're trying something new. Yeah, that's really brave and good to have in mind. And another learning I have is how important it is to form a strong and long-term partnership with your influencers, because there is a lot of competitors in influencer marketing and probably will be even more competitors next year. And with a strong relationship, I believe we will be number one for the influencer. Yeah, that's super important with building the relationship building aspect of influencer marketing. So putting our focus on 2022 and what's ahead of us, what marketing trends do you think we will see more of in the coming year? One trend for the next year will be to create more authentic content. 
I think everyone is a bit tired from influencers that are promoting this perfect lifestyle. And we could already see this trend getting more popular this year. I mean, a lot of influencers start to portraying the illusion that everyone need, needs to be perfect and that their life is perfect. And instead, they show their, their real life with all the up and downs and struggles. So I think the big trend for the next year is to be even more real and more, even more honest and just to be you with all your little flaws and struggles. And we want our influencers to be themselves and show their normal life. And that also means lying in the sofa and cuddling with your dog in jogging pants because everyone can relate to that. And this is exactly what we want. And it's important for us that our influencers are genuine and honest about their product reviews as well. For example, if a product is not the right fit for them or the color is not really matching with their skin type, which is totally normal. And we want them to say that and have that opinion because the feedback is not only super important for us, but it also makes their profiles more trustworthy and authentic for their own community. Yeah, that's so true. The trust and authenticity is the heart and core of influencer marketing. And that's what brands can leverage on through influencers so them keeping their trust and the unfiltered content also really builds the foundation for that success so as we're leaving 2021 behind us may I ask if you had a new year's resolution for the past year did it go well it didn't go uh, very well but <laughs> uh, as usual but I have um, another uh, New Year's resolution this year and um, on a professional level it is to never be afraid and try new things and that was my biggest learning 2021 as well and I will continue with that and our plan for next year is to expand our influencer marketing to our newest countries in Europe and we have started a little bit uh, but that comes also with some challenge because every country is different and every country uh, every country got their own culture. And for us, it's super important to recruit local people that are aware of the culture and the individual market. So it, it is a challenge for us, but we are so excited about this. And I also have a personal New Year's resolution. Yes, share it with us. And that, that is to take one step at a time and enjoy every day. I want to stop focusing too much on the future or, you know, think too much about the past. Because sometimes it, it, it is very easy to overthink things and I'm really good at it. So I came across this one quote the other day and it really kept in my mind. Should I share it? Yes, go for it. <laughs> Focus on the things that you have and not the things that you are missing because someday you will miss the things that you have. So that is the, exactly the mindset I want to start my next year with. That sounds like an amazing mindset and I think many will get inspired by that quote as well. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yes. And big thank you, Ronja, for guesting our New Year's edition. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. It was very fun. 
And also, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And same to you. Next up is Warner Nickerson, COO at Say Normal, one of the most hyped fashion brands on social media lately, with the influencers Yoon Olson and Janet Allier among the founders. Hey, Warner, and welcome to this New Year's edition episode. Thank you. I'm psyched to be here, and it's nice that we're the we're super hyped. That's that's good. <laughs> you are. You're everywhere on Instagram. So some of our listeners might already know who you are, especially if they are into skiing and spending mo- much time on YouTube. But could you just start by giving us a short introduction of yourself? And of course, tell us what is Say Normal all about? Yeah, um, sure. So I'm a, I'm a washed up ski racer, uh, raced World Cup for about nine years before that, graduated from college with a degree in economics and government. And then right when I quit, I had no idea what to do. And a buddy of mine said, you have to have 50 interviews with the most interesting people you know, and by the end of it, you'll know what you should do. So I did that. I did some ski coaching. Uh, I did some work at a private equity fund. And then finally, I found this really cool role at St. Uh as the COO. It's been an absolutely wonderful opportunity for the last year to work closely with with a good old ski buddy, Ewan Olsen, his wife, Yanni, and of course, Richard. Yeah, cool. And as I said before, you're a true social media brand. You are raised, born and raised on social media, right? Yeah, so we we are huge on, you know, like Ewan has, I don't know, 1.3, 1.4. 5 million followers on YouTube, maybe Instagram, him and Yanni are both over a million. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy how much reach they have actually. So true. And that takes us, I think, to our first question. So with, with 2021 in the rear view mirror, what would you say is your biggest learning from the previous year? Yeah, so uh, I'd say there's a ton of big learnings uh, this past year. It's been mind blowing to to jump into this role and see kind of what's happening. But in the influencer space, uh, I'd say I've been most blown away with the response um, from the founders' friends. Um, and so, for instance, we we did a sneaker release last year, and you know we. We we're like, oh, we want to give these sneakers to any friends you have. Cool, great. Um, so we went through a list, came up with a bunch of people. Uh, Benny, Ortega, Yoon, and Yanni reached out to some people. We had, you know, maybe twenty-five people on the list, and we were going to give out, you know, fifty pairs of sneakers. And I was like, I wonder how big the reaches of of these people. We're not paying any of them, by the way. Um, and I looked through and it was 17.2 million Instagram or YouTube followers. That's huge. And I think this is the biggest takeaway for me this last year is that uh, I think if, if you're, if you start a brand and you are an influencer, you, it's such a smooth, clean connection to ask your friends if if they want, you know, whatever you're making, you know, you're like, look, this is what we've been working on the last year. 
We're really excited about it. I'd love to send you a pair. You know, you don't have to post, you don't do anything. Uh, I just want to send you a pair. And everyone is like, yeah, that sounds great. I'd love a pair. Um, and of course, not all of them post, but but to have a reach like that, it, it's kind of crazy. So for instance, when we sent out those sneakers, um, they came to people after we did our launch. It was a pre-order. So it had nothing to do with getting more people to order sneakers. We didn't have any sneakers available, but like, <laughs> you know, these huge accounts and friends were posting about it. So it was, it, you know, the timing wasn't perfect for, <laughs> for, for a revenue standpoint, but <laughs> it was just really cool and surprising. Yeah, and it's created a buzz, I can imagine. And I think that's definitely something uh, we will see more of as well and that we're seeing a lot right now when influencers create their own brands. They already have this relationship and trust and credibility in place from the start. So that makes it really smooth to really leverage that onto a product line. Absolutely. So, yeah, we touched upon... Upon next year, so if we shift our focus to the year ahead of us, what big marketing trend do you think we will see even more of, for example, on social media and in influencer marketing? So first off, I'm super curious of what you're going to tell me later. Um, <laughs> I don't have so all the answers either. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I don't know. I think you might have better answers than me. But I, I'd say... I'd say for one, the, what we just talked about, I, I really do think that more influencers will start brands. Um, I, I think that it makes complete sense to do that um, just because of the connection and that, you know, you can be selling so many different things. Um, of course, the margins are probably better, but that's a lot of headaches that come with that. Um, mm. But other things, I, I think, I think, I, I don't know, what I've been seeing a lot of is like be who you are campaigns. Um, you know, a lot of stuff on mental health, which I think is great. And then maybe the biggest one is sustainability. Um, I yeah. just see people caring more and more and more about this. And we all have to think about it and, and do our part. Um, so for me, those are the sustainability one, I think is, is probably the biggest um, focus that I think a lot of brands are, are considering and trying to figure out, you know, better ways to source materials, you know, trying to figure out how to not over order, trying to figure out, you know, smooth ways to, to sell it. You know, we, we've had an, we had a few conversations with Patagonia kind of when I came on board and the, the, the biggest factor for, for any of these items is, is creating the fabric, um, for environmental impact. And I, I think it's, like that's the most important thing is to make products that last as long as possible. Um, so that's what we focus most of our energy on, on the sustainability front. Um, but, you know, of course we we're thinking about this a lot, you know, mm. and, and it's, it's something that all of us really are passionate about and it's fun to dig into these questions. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And I think, that comes with a lot of challenges as well for brands, like doing it right is one thing, but also how to communicate around it without, you know, getting this greenwashing stamp from consumers. Like what's, what's good enough. It's, it's really a jungle out there. Yeah. And I think, I think that greenwashing stamp is, is really interesting. I mean, we, you know, at the beginning we did bikinis in that were made from, 
um, plastic from the ocean, you know, recycled plastic from the ocean. Oh, cool. And it, it was super cool, right? It sounds amazing. Um, yeah. But, but then, you know, you dig in a bit deeper and you realize you're using four times as much water um, in order to, to clean the, the recycled recycled plastics and turn them into fabrics. And so you, mm. it sounds, some of these things sound really good, but yeah. at the end of the day, they might not be that sustainable. So that's where we're trying to spend a lot of time now is, is not just do what sounds good, but do what we believe in that is good. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's a great point. So finally, Warner, are you good at making New Year's resolutions? Would no. you say? <laughs> I'm with you there. But for next year, do you have any New Year's resolutions on the personal side and on the professional side? I think I have a little of both. Um, the professional side, my biggest New Year's resolution is to to take on less Um uh, it's so easy to, there's, there's two pieces to this. The first piece is doing someone else's job for them because it's easier for you to do it. It takes, I don't know, maybe like they don't quite understand it. And, you know, rather than spending the time to really properly teach them to do it, you just jump in and fix it for them. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I hate that. Um, and sometimes that happens, you know, it means you're not delegating well enough. It means that you're not letting your team grow. Um, so yeah. I think that's one thing that I, I'm really want to work on, uh, to take on less and let other people, you know, do their roles better, um, yeah. and kind of support them in, in the process. So I'd say that's my big, you know, professional one. Um, and that's personal, important. yeah, super important. Mm. These things. Um, and actually in my 50 lunches, I had one guy talk about this quite a bit about, you know, the importance of not doing that. And so, um, like reminding me of those days, it, it's quite fitting and super true. Yeah. It's just very short term for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You cool. And your, pers and your personal one. Yeah. I want to, uh, I want to be outside. I want to like be in the nature a, a bit more. Um, I think, you know, this is a huge trend for all of us. Um, but I'd, I'd like to spend a bit more time skiing and a bit more time outside. And then the other one is supporting my wife, Lynn, uh, as, as our, you know, new futures come. Yeah. Can't wait for, uh, 2022. Me neither. Thank you so much, Warner, for guesting the podcast. It was great to hear your thoughts on, on what's ahead. My pleasure. Super nice to uh, catch up. And um, yeah, happy new year. Merry Christmas and all the rest, everyone. Yeah. Happy new year. And now we say hi and welcome to our next guest, Petra Steniker, Global Marketing Director at Babybjörn. It is so fun to have you here. Hi, I'm very happy to be here. Can you tell us a bit about Babybjörn and uh, what you do there? Absolutely. Um, so Babybjörn is, as I guess many people know, a Swedish family-owned brand. We're actually celebrating our 60 years anniversary this year. Um, but what 
maybe not so many know is that we sell our product in more than 50 countries all over the world. So it's a very international uh, company in that sense. And uh, the US, the big European countries and Japan are actually our largest markets. Oh, wow. And congratulations. Thank you. It has been a couple of eventful years for marketing and 2021 uh, consumers of all ages have adapted to the online scene and research actually stated that e-commerce jumped five years as an aftermath of the pandemic. So reflecting back as this year is coming to an end, Petra, what would you say is the biggest learning as a marketer? Well, I think that everybody would agree that it's been amazing how fast the change in consumer behavior has been during this period. Uh, I think almost all uh, see that uh, for their for their businesses. Um, and another reflection would be, as we are uh, selling our products all over the world, that the change has been very similar no matter where in the world. So we have seen a very uh, global change when it comes to consumer behavior. And this is, of course, related to how they shop, um, but also that increased engagement in social media and the continued high interest for uh, influencers and what they are doing. So we are really seeing this uh, even more strongly now. Yeah, it's, as you said, it's a global change. So transporting for what the upcoming year has in store for us, what big marketing trends do you think will shape 2022? Right. And of course, uh, I could talk about this all day, but I will focus on some of the uh, interesting trends that we see. Um, and uh Again, as you know, having the U.S. as a big market is an advantage because often things happen there first. And uh, clearly we see not only there, of course, but all over that um, content and uh, in generally speaking is uh, becoming more and more down to earth real life as opposed to filtered and post. And this goes for social media, it goes for content in general, and it goes for influencer marketing. So consumers seem to be craving that content uh, that they that they can relate to, that it's, uh, you know, close to their everyday life. Um, and I think this is, uh, we saw that also before the pandemic, but I, I, we really see that this has increased as a trend. Um, and I think for us, uh, you know, targeting uh, parents with small children and having the mission of making everyday life easier for them. This is very, it's an opportunity for us really uh, to really talk to our consumers. Um, so that is that is the first trend that I would like to point out. Uh, second trend would be that, um, of course, we see the continued importance of video. Um, and what is very interesting, I think, is uh, the Instagram shift towards video earlier this year, um, but also the uh, increase in development for TikTok. Um, and this kind of also goes hand in hand where we see more light-hearted, easy, fun type of content, uh, typically video content that re- is really suitable for, for example, TikTok. So I think we're going to see more of that uh, also for the older <laughs> generation, not only for the younger ones. Um, so, uh, and of course, uh, we see uh, a lot of influencers now either 
moving towards TikTok or working with uh, TikTok together with Instagram, often with the same content uh, testing, I guess, uh, you know, where the content is working the best. Um, so I think that's interesting. Um, and the third uh, trend uh, that I would like to point out is uh, related to influencer marketing, which I think is your, your uh, favorite topic, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We see um, a lot of new ways uh, for Im influencers to work with brands. Um, so one, one thing would be, of course, the social commerce uh, with live shopping, uh, nothing new, but continuing. Um, also, uh, the whitelist ads where you actually can target the influencers uh, uh, audience directly uh, as a brand. Um, and then also affiliate. And here we see... Uh, a convergence between uh, affiliate influencer marketing and PR, actually, um, where typically you would see an influencer posting something, a big influencer maybe, then a magazine <laughs> talking about that post, and then you have an affiliate link uh, together with that. So uh, I think that's a very interesting trend as well. Yeah, that's a lot of interesting trends. And as you said, TikTok is growing and becoming soon the most popular platform um, next to Instagram. And yeah, it's it's been a crazy year in terms of social media. Right. So when the clock hits midnight and we move into a new year filled with new opportunities and challenges, what would you say is your New Year's resolution for 2022, both on a professional and a personal level? Um, I'm not so big on New Year's resolutions, to be honest. Uh, but I think, you know, when, from a professional standpoint, I would say that being curious and open to new things, especially when the pace is so fast, is a must. Uh, and also uh, not being afraid to make mistakes. This is how we learn and this is how it must be uh, in this fast-paced environment. Nobody has to, you know, nobody can be certain about anything really. So we need to try uh, and learn. Um, so th that is one thing that I think is important. And another thing would be, uh, to keep the conversation going with the consumers. They must be in the front seat, uh, and you need to, you need to always listen to them. From a more, you know, uh, personal standpoint, no, I don't really have any. Yes, that's, I think that's really good to bring into the new year. And as you said, no one, uh, I don't think anyone hasn't made any mistakes and we learn so much from them. Yes. Uh, yeah. Big thank you, Petra, for guesting our New Year's edition. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Well, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Also, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You too. Thank you. And now we say hi and welcome to Chloe Gibbons, Influencer Marketing Lead at Simply Be. Great to have you on the podcast, Chloe. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So how would you present yourself and Simply Be for those who don't know so much about you? Um, so my current position is Influencer Lead at M Brown Group, and I work on the Simply Be brand. And my role here is essentially to lead and deliver Simply Be's influencer marketing strategy, uh, which involves working across campaigns, 
always on and just coming up with new innovative ways that we can work with creators as a brand and Simply B are an inclusive fashion retailer and we sell sizes 10 to 32 and our mantra is style at every size because we believe every woman no matter what your shape or size should be able to have really fashionable clothes. I love that that's really great. So 2021 is really close to an end now. And just like the previous year, the retail and marketing landscape has been undergoing major changes. For example, when it comes to how we want to consume content and on which platforms we spend the most time. So, Chloe, what would you say is your biggest learning as a marketer from the year that has passed? Um. I think my biggest learning from this year comes from Instagram declaring they're making a shift to becoming a video-led platform. I think this has just absolutely shaken the influencer industry to the core, both from a creator point of view, but also brand side as well. So if video isn't a part of your influencer and social strategy, then you are behind the curve. Um, this change has meant that quite a lot of influencers and brands have had to really pivot with their content and start adopting a video first approach. So I think my key learning is just to make sure that your content is evolving with the platforms and also be early adopters of the new features, because this will stand you in good stead when the platform's algorithm ultimately changes again. For sure. I totally agree. I think that's something we will see even more of next year as well. Mm -hmm. So speaking of next year, if we shift our focus to what's coming, if we, yeah, we talked about video, that's definitely something that will grow even more. Mm -hmm. And are there any other big marketing trends that you think will form the landscape out there? Um, so I think my prediction um, for next year is based off, you know, the controversial topic of Molly May becoming creative director of Pretty Little Thing. I think, you know, regardless of your opinion on this business decision, what PLT have done is made Molly May synonymous with their brand. So if you take the title out of the equation, PLT have just positioned their ideal customer's favorite influencer at the forefront of everything they do. I think she is now an integral part of the strategy. And, you know, Molly May is their customer. Um, so getting her involved in the decision-making process is going to be invaluable for the brand. And I do think we'll see a lot more brands following suit, maybe not as publicly as this, but I believe that influencers will be utilised by businesses for consultancy on what their customers expect from the brands they purchase from. That's really interesting. I think we will see much more of this as well. And I've seen a similar thing here in, in Sweden, as, mm -hmm. a, as an example, where we're recording. And I mean, this is so great for brands. As you say, it really becomes a channel or a bridge to the audience, both when it comes to like what what type of communication the customer wants, but also along the whole product development journey, like what type of colors or or um, sizes or uh, product styles the customer wants. That's something you can really feed in through the influencers who have this dialogue. Yeah, 
and you know they know their customers um better than anyone they have the best understanding of their of their audience so yeah i think it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes next year for sure i agree so finally are you one of those who make uh, new year's resolutions i am i am an avid resolution maker <laughs> I like to write a full list usually. <laughs> yeah, and do you do you normally keep them like or do you forget about them in February? I like I do. Well, I write them down in my notes on my phone and um I do find that when I look back on them, a lot of them have, you know, come true. I have worked towards most of them. So, I think I find it quite rewarding really. That's for sure. And also when you write something down, it becomes something of a promise to yourself that you shall actually strive towards it yes you've got to manifest it definitely (laughs) yeah so if we look at next year both from a professional side but also on a personal level what are your next year resolutions um so my personal new year's resolution next year is to be more intentional with my time So I follow Stephen Bartlett, who's ex-CEO of Social Chain, and it's something he discusses quite often. And it basically just means uh, making time for the things that you want to do and not procrastinating or spending time on things that don't serve you, which, you know, I like the sound of massively. And I think we could all do like we'd be more intentional with our time because it just goes so quickly. Um, For sure. Yeah, my my professional New Year's resolution is um, just to work across more experiential marketing, particularly in-person events. I think because of the past two years and lockdown, um, we've been cheated out of a couple years worth of parties and events. And uh, it's definitely something that I really miss in my job. And I know a lot of others do too. So I'd just love to, you know, do some more in-person marketing. (laughs) finally yes (laughs) finally I agree I look forward to that so much as well it's it is really like an integral part of the influencer industry and those in-person events so yeah definitely looking forward to going back out there again I agree it will be super exciting to to be able to mix these two worlds not only being digital but also meeting in person and building those types of relationships again. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Chloe, for guesting this New Year's edition to wrap up our second season and for sharing all your inspiration and insights moving into the next year. Oh, thank you very much, Sana. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And this was all for our New Year's edition. If you want to stay up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, to know what's up on the consumer marketing scene, and of course, all things social media and influence marketing, make sure you follow us on our platforms at Cure Media. And as you all know, social never sleeps, not even during the Christmas season, even though the podcast will take a short break. And we'll be back with season three of the podcast in January. And until then, Sana and I and the team at Cure Media want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. 
And thank you all for listening to the podcast during 2021. And we can't wait to come back next year.